Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Hot shoot, no lyrics. The man wants to sing sometimes. Like the man just wants to warble and uh, no opportunity there. Race six, we're up to second league of the quaddy. We have an Howard Memorial Trot and... We do have a scratching here, a removal, and the horse that's out is Imperial Wiz, and that has been ratified on the tab site. Now, this is a... It's, a, it's, it's been scratched intro- for two days, though, to be fair. <laughs> well, You've you got to give people an opportunity to catch up. Um, intriguing situation here, because once again, there's, a, there's still, even with Imperial Wiz out, who's a very quick beginner... It's a very fast front line. Um, Ebony's Avenger, though, is is an intriguing. It's an intriguing case here because you normally think uh, gate one pole marking draw uh, above average early speed. It's going to help, but Ebony's Avenger, for whatever reason, doesn't like the pole. Uh, begins better from out wide. Nine starts off the red, or off uh, gate one, the pole marking alley for only one win and three placings, and has only led once as well. So you, you would imagine that they're going to have a decent crack at it early. The question is, well, a couple of questions. Can just a bit touchy balance early and roll forward and find the front, in which case I think it's clearly the one to beat? And what will the tactics be with Ki-Yang Ignite? Because it was an enormous performance um, coming with one run when first up from a four-year break, virtually. Uh, Here it draws gate seven. What do they do? Is it the one to beat? Talk me through a lot of it, please, Dan. Yeah, look, I've watched Keying Ignite's replay a number of times. Uh, I called the race too, and and it was driven cold first up, did everything that I would have expected they would do. But the way he savaged the line, the horse still wants the race. There's no doubt about that. Um, There's a little query that, you know, he's going to need more racing, but um, he will probably have to be driven uh, cold again. Uh, But I'd say Glenn Craven would just let him get out of the gate because there's enough speed, you touched on the speed, and then him trying to find a, a slot wherever it can fit in. If he has to ease all the way back to last, so be it. Um, and then he'll try to, to to tack up with cover in the last lap. Now, that could go one of either way. He gets the right trail up. I think he's got the sprint to finish over the top of them. If he has to do it alone, Glenn might have to wait and wait and wait because the one thing you wouldn't want to do is give him a gut buster. They would have worked so hard getting this horse back to the track. They're not going to spoil it just because one race doesn't pan out. If he does slot into midfield, comes with one run, I think he's a really good chance to win. He's going to be a hit-miss. Um, and it depends on the price there that what looks attractive each way. But you couldn't help but be impressed by the way he came back against some good opposition as well. And um, he, he's a very good horse. And the thing about him, he's got a really good sprint on him, which means in a field like this, if they sort themselves out with a bit of tempo, something that's able to go around, do a bit of work, maintain a solid speed, it's going to suit him being uh, driven cold to come with one run, 
from the 400, and he still might be able to beat them. So I'm tipping Kiang Ignite, number seven. I think Elderberry and Keeper, uh, this is the right race for her. She's had a couple of stand start runs. I always dismiss them completely. They could have won an Into the Minion stand, and I still dismiss it when they come back to a mobile, and I think she's better suited under those conditions. And she's going pretty well, number 10. Uh, I think Naked Ambition's a chance of leading early. There is a few of them there, but um, she's a bit hit or miss, so she might be a long shot to include in your exotic plays. And, uh, and Ebony's Avenger from the gate. Just a bit touchy. Look, I, I've got her in my mix, but I've got her fifth pick. I'm not, really not sure what to make of her. I could be grossly underestimating her. I just thought she was entitled to do a bit better last week when Constance sort of picked her up in the last few metres. Constance is a pretty handy mare anyway, but I thought she was entitled to finish off a little bit better. So maybe she is much better suited if she can work to the top. But my tips are 7, 10, 3 and 1. All right, there's some separation between church and state here. So I've uh, I'm, I've gone with just a bit touchy on top. Um, did win a heat of the Vic Bread Super Series for the four-year-old trotting mares, defeated Ebony's Avenger, and then, yeah, there's probably two ways to look at her performance in the final. I kind of think that um, uh, just cast into a horrible position. I mean, um, she, she was sort of out and having a crack. And, I mean, Constant was very good, but Constant did constant things and uh, and charged home uh, sort of when the race was absolutely over. Uh, 25.4 metres sounds horrible, doesn't it? But 56-4 home for the Trotters. Um, and I, I, I think yeah. she can find... I, I think she can find the front here because I'm with you. I think Keying Ignite... You just wish there was more money in this game, don't you? For a, for a range of reasons. Because the Western District team of Marg and, and Patty and Jason Lee and Glenn Craven and all the rest, they're not broke, dairy farmers. And their ability or their desire to keep these good horses in work, whether it's a Code Bailey, a Keying Levana, a Keying Ignite, there's plenty of others. And you get to see them come back to the track. And it's exciting. Like this horse had won four from four. Turns up here, and you know, as you mentioned, Dan, the work and the effort, and that's why King Ignite turned up first up for four years. I mean, it takes a very, 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 very good trainer to be able to produce that performance when you've had that long off the track. So, um, certainly can win King Ignite. I'm just sort of going the other way and thinking if you have to, if you go back and a horse like Just a Bit Touchy works its way to the top and you have to spot it. I don't know, 20, 25 metres. It's not going to be easy. So I've gone six on top of seven. Ebony's Avenger in for third. Also went through the Vic Bread Super Series, of course. And Elder Baron Keeper. So sort of similar numbers, except I've thrown just a bit touchy on top. And Dan's left it out of his top four. Right, one more race before a break. And it is the fast class event on the program. You kind of look at this and go... Um, well, better eclipse than act now. We saw this to a lesser degree a few weeks back, didn't we, with Bulletproof Boy and Max Delight, and you try and make cases for others, and then ultimately the class wins out. And look, Outlaw Man's in single figures here. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking better eclipse than act now. One of the two will win. I reckon the critical difference between them, I know down that better eclipse seems poorly drawn, but act now, I went through the stats, 17 of the 19 wins have come in front. Um, and never further back than 1-1. One, one. Draws outside the second row. How much work do you have to do to get up on the speed? Better Eclipses won from everywhere. Has the services of the candy man, Gregory Sugars. And I, so I've led towards Better Eclipse at, there is a market for this, at what is a significantly better price because Acnow is going to go around about, well, based on current odds, around $1.65. Are you, are you heavily in the Acnow camp or are you kind of thinking similarly to me, in which case we have to get you to a doctor straight after the show? 
There are, <laughs> you probably could have done that before <laughs> as well, but just to be safe. Um, the, no doubt better Eclipse at 420 looks far more attractive than Act Now. And the times that they've met, there hasn't been much between them. Yeah. Um, Act Now's drawn four on the back row. Um, so that means he would follow out um, Halliver. Now, Halliver's pretty quick off the gate. So Act Now could be punching through well ahead of better Eclipse. Act Now could well work to the front if that was the case. I think there'd be enough respect that that could happen. Um, I haven't... Of the two, I'd prefer better Eclipse at the price. I think Act Now is too short, 165. But number seven, Kengo. Um, look, it was a, the run it needed to have first up. Some really good sectionals there, and others were better to the line around it, but it needed the run. Tough race. I mean, it was a stronger race depth-wise than here. Here's a good race. The last Sunday was very strong, very tough race to resume in. Kango's form in New Zealand's terrific. All of their better races. Hasn't been a lot between him and better Eclipse in a number of those big races. One thing Kango has got, he's got some gate speed, Jason. He's mm. a horse that can get out of the gate. Now, depending on their confidence of where their horse lies with fitness... I think they might want to try and press forward. If they're going to go back at the start, well, it'll probably be 100 to 1. It'd just be a fitting run getting towards, you know, a Victoria Cup. And um, he'll he'll run well, I'm sure. Um, but you look at the horses that have drawn inside of him. There's some talented horses there, but they're nowhere near the level of what he's raced against in New Zealand. He's performed yeah. really good against Copy That and Self Assured and Akuda. And as I said, the better Eclipse... I think he's way over the odds. This could be a complete hit or miss with Kango, but he should not be $18. I think there's a little chance that he could lead and press his way to the top. Now, if he led, what price would he be there? And I'm not saying he's a definite to lead, but for a Kiwi horse, he's actually got a fair bit of gate speed. And I reckon there could be enough respect that everything else inside of him either could take the trail behind him, or he's going to get across without cover, knowing that Acneo is going to come around and he might end up with the cover. I think he's massive overs, number seven. So he's my top pick, seven, eight, 11, and nine. All right, I've gone eight, nine, uh, eight, 11, nine, and four. We might clear a break here. I'll come back and, and talk about a completely different scenario. And I'm not going to, well, I'm not, I don't think I could douse the flame that was just created by. Dan Malecki there, but I I, I I am leaning towards the philosophy, the theory that because there's so much gate speed inside of Kengo and there's bigger fish to fry, that he might go back. But I can totally understand the theory that if he goes forward and finds a front, it'd be awfully hard to beat. We'll take a break. I'll come back and talk about race seven, and then we'll both talk about Dan Malecki and myself, D-Mills and J-Bon, the last two races on the program, the Happy 100... 100th, Trevor Craddock Pace, I won't get to that age, and the renowned Silverware two-year-old Pace. Back in a moment.